What we've got here is failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. So you can get what we had here last week, which is the way he wants. Well, he gets. And here we are. Boom. Boom and boom. Once again. Yes. Once Episode one forty-eight. Like your shirt, get fit or die. Get fit or die. That yeah. is a uh, Tim Kennedy sheepdog response. It's even more appropriate <clears throat> in this day and age of COVID and all that shit. Don't start us out. I, the fitter I, you are, the better. I'm going to make a uh, state. I guess statement. I can't think of the right, correct word. I will not go down the political. Okay. And or. Coronavirus rabbit hole today. Good. Completely All right. I'm not talk about it. All right. We were only 40 seconds in. You said the word already. It's, I'm not going to well, get derailed. Yep. Yes. I will not let you derail me. If you want to talk about that, that those things, <laughs> I, like I can't stop crack. you. I like to just make comments. That's good. Yeah. Perfectly fine. But yeah. I made. I came in today with a plan to not discuss any of that nonsense. That's good, man. We got plenty of other things to discuss. You would think. Yeah. I got, actually I had a list. I had to pull out the list and write down some things because I got some stuff to 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 discuss. Wow. So, but before we do, we've got a Pokemon update. Yep. Z here, here you'll appreciate this. He got uh, <laughs> sorry, it's coronavirus related. Okay. Um, he got sent home because uh, someone in his class tested positive, oh. so he had a quarantine for the or get sent home for 14 days, which is crazy because they send the letter home. And in the letter, it even says, like, no one else in the house needs a quarantine. Just the kid needs to come home and stay home. Anyways. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dude, that was mean for me to fucking throw that out there. Do they not understand how quarantines work? Anyways. Anyways. Nope. Nope. So, the, uh, so he had to do the, the homeschool or, you know, distance learning thing. And I was like, man, I don't want this to be a pain in the ass. So, I bribed the shit out of him. And so he got a pack of Pokemon cards every day that he did his work. We sat down, like, you need to do this much work every day to get it done by the end of the time. And so this is what you got to do every day. If, and so... If I got only my Pokemon card packs a couple days after, I could get, like, a big Pokemon card pack or something. Yeah, I told him. If, and if you do it all at the end, we'll get you a, a big treat. So it worked great. So he did all of his work. And we got through it with minimal headaches and, and problems. And, uh, but the net result is that he's got a shit ton of new Pokemon cards. So That's good. Yeah. Well, and you should, you should be glad, Z, because when your dad told me this happened last week, you know what I suggested that he did? Hmm. That he stuck you in your room and put saran wrap over the door yep. and didn't let you out for two weeks. So if I was running the show, I would have I trapped you in your room for two weeks, buddy. Really? Yep. Yep. What do you think about that? You think you'd have been all right? Slid no. some food under. We would have slid food wrap. Under, underneath the bubble wrap that was covering your door, and you would have been stuck in there for two weeks. No showers. No yes. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Right, right when you said no showers, I was like, yes. You would have been stuck in there for two weeks. Without any showers, which would be like I was in heaven. You think you would have made it? Yeah. I don't know. That would have been a tough one. <laughs> Your dad, well, your, your dad suggested that might not be a good idea. Luckily, we 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 hit upon another another solution another to that solution. problem. So yeah, so yeah, man. No, it was good. And I got a new big Pokemon card pack with 
at, with um, my new most prized card. Sweet. All right, man. Let's hear about it. Yeah, let's hear the Pokemon update. So yeah. which one is the most prized card? I got two I'm looking at here. That one? Eternatus right. V. Tell us about him. Um, it's an Eternatus V. He's Eternatus. a... No. Uh, the, the... Okay, all right, all right. Sorry, he looks it up. He's got a book. I, I stand corrected by the book of Pokemon. So... I'm just looking for it for a second. It's all right, man. I trust you. Yeah. I, plus, um, that just has a Pokemon V rule, and this has, like, facts about it and stuff. Dang it. You got a reference book. That's all right. That's all right, man. Let's keep the Pokemon update rolling. Z. Okay. All right, man. I just can't find it. That's all right. It's not fun without facts. Well, you can give us what the Pokemon card has to say. It has 220 hit points, um, and it's a darkness type. It's a Taxler Power Accelerator, which does 30 damage, and Dynamax Cannon, which does 120 plus damage. Its weakness is Fighting Types, which does 20 plus damage. Um, its resistance, it doesn't have any resistance. Cool. So, why is this your most prized card? Because it's really cool and Vs are like really rare and it's a V. And you got two Vs. This one's a V card also mm -hmm. too, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You got a couple of them. And you got his cousin into him. His cousin Carter came over and while they were in the room, he pulled out a bunch of his cards and he's got a bunch of extras. So, he gave him a bunch of the extra cards. Nice. And Carter's all into him now and so he's wanting to start collecting them and they got their own way of playing like there's there's a way to play pokemon which is i'm sure it's not as complicated as it looks uh once you learn it but it looks fucking ridiculously complicated and so they just have their own version that they play uh which which works which works yeah. so all right man anything else mm -hmm. Not really, but I did bring another card in here to share. All right, well, we'll, we'll share them next time, dude. Okay. Okay, so. Are you ready for Christmas? Yeah. When this episode, this episode will come out on Christmas Day. Oh, man, Merry Christmas. So, yep, a week from today, or a week from yesterday, or, yeah. correct? Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, I just can't find it. All right, buddy, if you're not, if you want to go look through the book, you need to go. We're done with the Pokemon update, and so... What if I find it out there? No. I found it. Z. I found it. Listen, man. There are facts about it. Alright, quick. And okay. then... Pokemon Sword. Um, the core on its head, on its chest, absorbs energy. Um, okay, yeah. It's hard to read. Alright, well. Thanks, dude. Appreciate the, the effort. Maybe that's where practicing and having it down comes in. Bye. All right, dude. See you. Merry Christmas to everyone that's listening. <laughs> See you, buddy. Bye. Later, dude. You and Rob are too close, but bye. All right. I'm not quite sure. I'm not sure what you meant either. So. Either. So, it's all right. Yeah, he gets dragged down. These uh, 
He's just so funny, man. He has no uh, awareness of like mm. other people aren't as interested in some things as he is. And so like this morning, like Kiela had to stop because he's sitting there with every car and he's like, hey mom, this, hey mom, that. And I'm like, I told him before, it's like, man, it's not that people don't want to listen, it's just they're doing stuff. People are doing stuff. And so you're, you know, interrupting them all the time because you find something interesting. It's just hard as a kid. You it's just hard. don't, yeah. You just, and so that's why it's, you know, I just laugh and shake my head. I remember you had to give him that talk because he's been in this Pokemon kick for, I don't know how long now, but I remember, because every time I'd come over, he would, you know, bombard me with all the Pokemon. Yeah. And I remember you like, hey, listen, Z, everyone's not as pumped on Pokemon as you are. Yeah. Let's dial it back a notch. Yeah. It's interesting. It's funny. Just trying to get, uh, what is it? Uh, yeah. Empathy, the ability to kind of see things from other people's point of view. It's a skill you have to develop. We're not born with it. So, but, uh. But it's fucking hilarious because he, his cousin, again, they were hanging out and his cousin's talking about like, you know, trying to control his temper and not get mad at stuff. And apparently Z's sitting there telling him like, well, you can just take a deep breath and like, we'll think of something else. And I'm, and, you know, all this stuff that I tell him that he doesn't do, mm-hmm. but he's like telling his cousin <laughs> to do it. And, and then his cousin's like, you know, oh, that doesn't work for me. I hyperventilate or you know, trying to argue with him, and he's like oh God. trying to and talk. These are these are seven year olds. Right? Yeah, they yeah. Seven and eight year olds having this conversation. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. So he's listening. It's just acting on it that uh, is the hard part. So, but um, so anyways, here we are, ready to talk some some interesting stuff. So we'll start with the jujitsu news. Uh, Kiela's brother's doing jujitsu now. Nice. Yeah. This is the karate guy? Yes. Yes. Our, our, our buddy Brian over on Kauai. He's got, uh, I forget exactly, I think, because they got, Hawaii is um, maybe a little worse, if not like on par with like California as far as like lockdowns and just. You That's know, what I was going to ask. Yeah. Like, how is he getting involved in it now? Because I'm going to speculate. Well, cause same reason. It's, it's the same, uh, if you're doing jujitsu, like most places that are doing jujitsu are fucking ignoring this because you can't do jujitsu with social distancing. Like I know they say you can see pictures of places trying, but it looks silly. It's not really jujitsu. And so, but that was what got him wanting to do it is because his karate place that he's doing karate either I forget what it was like they were going to make him wear masks or there was something related that he was like man this is horseshit and so he, he's like oh the jiu-jitsu place is still just just going so I'll go do that and I don't have to wear a mask and all this crazy stuff so that's what got him into uh into doing jiu-jitsu is it's a more convenient martial art at the moment instead nice. of having to try to do karate in a mask which would god I can't even imagine I mean, I guess you adapt to it. Ninjas did it. Yeah, they wore masks all the time. Yeah, at least according to the movies, which that's one hundred percent accurate. Historically accurate yeah, for yeah, sure. Exactly for sure. So, but yeah, we got him a his a gi for Christmas, and so sweet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's he's done a few classes. The first class is always the interesting one, right? It's like if you can make it past the first class, 
then you know odds are pretty good you're gonna make it for a few months right and then I mean there's it's interesting how there's these points mm-hmm. where like if you make it past this then you should you're, make it to this probably next probably gonna get to this next this day. next milestone yeah whatever, this yeah. next milestone might be where you know if you can get past that and so um, but yeah I made it past the the first class and he was uh, I guess he told Kelly I had to tap out to a triangle. And he's like, yeah, I was about to pass out. So I had to tap out. And she was just like, well, you probably want to tap out before that. And, oh, yeah. And his source of information in the jiu-jitsu world is a Grumpy Guy podcast. Which, at one point in time, we used to talk about a lot of jiu-jitsu. Yeah. The original episodes were all... Jiu-jitsu uh, focused. For yes. the most part. We'd get derailed here and there. But it was heavy on the... Uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu topic. Yeah. So, I mean, we hasn't been so much lately. Advice for white belts and stuff. That was yeah. the point. Is, you know, we say it once and then there it is. So, you can go back and see what our advice to white belts are. And uh, so, but yeah, he's been listening to Crumpy Guy podcast and watching some of the videos I had on the Fruit of BJJ nice. uh, website. And then, yeah, that's how he prepared for his first class. <laughs> Is he liking it? Have you heard since the yeah, first I mean, few classes? I, I, yeah, I mean, it seems like he's enjoying it. So, I mean, the feedback from Kiele seems to be more positive. I mean, he's not like, oh, this is bullshit or, you know, not quite sure or whatever. It seems like he's he's getting into it. So I, I look forward to the day where I hear the story that he has completely abandoned karate and taken on jiu-jitsu 100% as his uh, martial arts to as practice. His primary martial art. <laughs> That would be interesting because I, I, the like wrestling is what makes jujitsu so much fun. Right. And that's why we do it all. Man, it's it's so that we can slap hands and fucking and wrestle with get someone. After each other, right? Yeah, like that's the that's the pinnacle of it. Yeah. And there's nothing else like that in any other martial art, which is again what makes jujitsu so unique. And uh, so I don't know. I think like once you experience that, especially if you're a martial artist, it. Like, how do you not? <laughs> like, so it's it's so fun. Yeah, how do you not want more of this? Yep. Like more and more. It's uh, and then you, I mean that white belt phase is uh, that's the best one, man. Every time you come in, you're getting better. Mm-hmm. It's it doesn't and seem like it in the moment, know, but you're, once you tap somebody for the first time, like yeah. legitimately, that you know they're not letting you get something or this and that, and, they, and then you're like, oh, you know, as you have that little milestone oh, that yeah, keeps man. you going, and then. Once you've been at it for a month or two, and then some new guy comes in, and yeah, you, and you can just kind of toy with a new guy that doesn't know anything, and you're like, oh my god, yeah, I can completely do whatever I want to this guy. He has zero idea what's happening right now. Yep. So yeah, it's uh, once a, once a few of those things happen, man, it's hard to deny. I and think so. Whatever rationale or preconceived ideas you have, once a few, once a couple of those things like that happen. It's, it's, I mean, it's got to be similar to, like, meth or heroin, you know what I mean? Once you, <laughs> once you get addicted, you're like, oh. Yeah. This is great. Which no is, wonder why people like this. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. yeah. I know, which is why I don't understand why people quit. I mean, it's, or I don't want to do it. But, I mean, you know, man, getting adults to do jujitsu is tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really tough. Dude, I mean, it's tough. Like, dude, I've been doing jujitsu since what, 2000, I always lose the date, but like, let's just say 2004, you know, so 16, going on 17 years. And there's days, you know, like, man, I, 
like yesterday was a good example, dude. It's been it was a challenging week at work, all the snow, just a ton of hours, and dude, I was in such a just like a sleep deprivation, shitty mood yesterday. Just like fuck, like I had Thursday, I'd kind of hit my breaking point, and then Thursday night, dude, I didn't leave work. I was a little over fourteen hour day by the time I left work, and got you know, I mean, fourteen hours on the clock. So, you know, I'd been gone from home, you know, 15 hours, you know, give yeah. take. And I was just fried. I woke up and had to do it again yesterday. And uh, I got out early yesterday. I think my boss could kind of sense because I was pretty short fuse. <laughs> I was at my, like, I get to that point and I don't take shit from anybody and my filter's gone. <laughs> like, I, I'll just fucking, like, if something's bothering me, guess what? You're going to hear it, you know? And I, I don't give a fuck what position you're in at the company. Like, hey, this is stupid. We're not doing it like this. But, you know, like, yeah. I just, and I think when they see my filter go out the window, my boss is like, all right, we should probably send him home. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got out a little early yesterday. And, I, dude, I went home and took a nap. And then I woke up and I knew I should go train. And there was a voice in my head telling me, like, ah, don't go train. And I, I did. I, you know, I pulled it together. I went and trained. I was really, obviously, I knew I'd be really glad once I got there. Yeah. And, once I got there and got on the mat, just slapped hands. And I was like, okay. And then once I left, it it just changed my mindset. Like it, it was such a better place. I'm still pretty short fused today. I can sense it. Yeah. You know, I just I don't have any tolerance for stupid motherfuckers right now. I normally don't, but when I get to this stage, like dude, there's zero tolerance. But it, it's tough, man. Like it, no matter how much I love it, and even even I know how good I'll feel afterwards, I'll have those mental battles. Yeah. They're like, eh, you don't need to. You you start rationalizing like, ah, you don't need to go train. You should do this. You should do that. And uh, yeah, you just gotta overcome those things. Yeah, that's the the thing. I don't, I don't think that uh, people realize that everybody struggles with this shit. Like, you know, you don't, you're like you're saying, like you're not fired up every time you go in to train jujitsu. Mm. Like you're you're glad you did, but it's like, like you said, like there's days where you just you're not as you know mentally into it. But like those are the days that if you overcome those, like that's what makes you better. And just knowing that on some level helps drive you to do that. But, and that's the trick. It's like motivation is fleeting. It's like, man, you got to have your, your habits in place. You got to have these kind of higher level things that you're aspiring to and that you, you, uh, you judge yourself by, you know, because if you don't like, then you're just going to, always take the easiest way, you know, easiest common denominator. And then you're never going to finish anything. I, I mean, no matter what it is, when you start, there's a certain motivation level that always goes away. Mm-hmm. Always with everything. There's nothing out there. And, mm-hmm. and if you don't learn how to like overcome that and, you, you know, get your, get your ass to the gym on the, those days, like you're never going to accomplish anything anywhere. And again, that's what's like so fucking awesome about jujitsu is it allows you this opportunity to strengthen like your will and your character in a way that you know you usually don't get. It transfers over, and everything else is better, and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's always tough. And I mean, there's definitely days where I'm like, man, I don't want to fucking go in and train. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sore, I'm tired. Like, but yeah, like you said, like you go in and you know, you're going to feel better. And when you do, and you're going to, it's, 
I mean, very rarely I can't even, I'm sure there's been a time or two, I can't remember them, but I, I don't ever remember leaving a training session feeling bad and being like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. No. That, yeah. I mean, I mean, like you say, like, I'm sure there's been a time or two that's happened in the past 16, 17 years, but I can't remember. You yeah. Know, very, very, very few times. Yeah. And it probably had to do with more like I had trained so much that that was a mistake going in and training that yeah, day I'm because I'm breaking just, myself. Yep. And that or, you know, some training partner flakes out on you. You know, you, you show up and... Yeah, yeah. Like, like, God damn it. Like, why? Like, I had a feeling he was going to flake out. Why the fuck did I show? You know what I mean? Yeah. But besides that, yeah, man. There's... Yeah. So, anyways, that's the fucking... So I hope he sticks with it. some advice for you there. Yeah, it's going to... There's some ups and downs with everything. So, man, it's funny that competition, that shooting intro to competition shooting, I think is what that class was I took. And, uh, dude, there's so many similarities between pistol craft and jiu-jitsu yep. it's insane like you could just you could literally just substitute the words for each other and like give some advice on how to get better at it and just like i said swap the words and it'll apply to either one have you have you, i i agree 100 percent. have you noticed um in this handgun rabbit hole we both been down that I believe all the coaching and information out there in the handgun competition, handgun world, or even you know handguns in general, is is like a little behind where jujitsu is. You know, as far as how they how they disseminate information and yeah. how they coach people, yeah, and their thought processes behind things, yeah, it's a, it's just a couple steps behind. Yeah, you know, jujitsu's catching up pretty good. You know, with all the coaching techniques and you know and uh, things like that. It's funny the handgun world, the pistol world is uh, a little behind that. Yeah, it's it's funny because you get the same arguments. People, you have the whole uh, competition shooting. And yes, it isn't good for is self it, defense. Good? Right, right. Just like just like jiu-jitsu. sport jujitsu. Just like sport jujitsu. Yes, get, and it's the exact same arguments, yeah. dude. And it's the exact same rebuttals. It's funny, yes. man. When I hear these podcasts, I'm yeah. just like, oh shit! Like these people are just uh, just a few years behind. I mean, you know what the funny thing is, though, I man, I wouldn't even say, like, that, that conversation's still going on in jiu-jitsu. You still hear it. Yeah. It's not like it's been settled. No, no, but... You still have your hardcore self-defense guys that sport jiu-jitsu will get you killed on the streets. Like, it's still, you know, there. But again, like, what's funny is the... Because you are 100% right in that, like, you are hearing the exact same arguments, the exact same rebuttals. Yep, and exact. There's, and there's holes in... The exact same holes in both, which is like, well, you shouldn't be doing either one exclusively. You know, like the hardcore self-defense guy, whether it's, you know, pistol craft or fucking jujitsu, his argument is that, well, you know, competition is an unrealistic environment and it's a game. And so people are going to try to figure out how to win the game. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to do things that may not necessarily work in real life because they work in the environment of this game. And then when you get confronted with a real life situation... You're going to default back to what you trained for this game, and it's not going to work, and it's going to get you, you know, fucking hurt, killed, killed or hurt, right, right? right? I mean, again, you can insert guns or jujitsu. Whatever, yeah. It's the same argument. And then, and then, but again, the answer is, well, you, sh- you, you shouldn't just be doing competition. Like, I mean, unless that's all you want to do. And again, there's people out there that have zero desire to do jujitsu for self-defense. Mm-hmm. None. It's just they want to do sport jujitsu 
The competition is what they really love, just going down the fucking crazy rabbit holes of, you know, worm guard and all the, the you know, stuff that, that, you know, wouldn't work on the street, quote unquote, whatever. And that's fine, right? But I think that most people who are into jujitsu have some element of self-defense. Like, I want to be doing this for self-defense on some level. I would, I would hope that if I needed it, I could use it in a way to help me. I mean, it'd just be silly to be like, I think he got his ass kicked. You know, he's a fucking gold medalist at all these competitions. Like, I don't, I think most people agree that'd be stupid. But, um, you know, the fucking, ah, oh, dude, what the hell? was my point. I totally lost my point. <laughs> I started thinking about something else for a second. But, oh, no, you just don't want to do either one, right? It's right. like if all you're doing is the competition and you're not learning any basic self-defense stuff from jiu-jitsu, like, you're going to have holes in your game. You're not going to be a complete martial artist. And same thing with, with shooting, man. It's like, but you can't say that there's not some benefit. Like, yeah, yeah the, and the benefits w- w- outweigh the, the negatives. Because most, most people, whether, again, whether jiu-jitsu or... I'm maybe speaking a little out of turn when it comes to handguns because we're so new to it. But it, when it comes to jiu-jitsu, most people realize that if they're heavy on the competition side, they're not ignorant enough to think that, you know, they are the, you know, baddest motherfucker when it comes to, you know, self-defense or actual fights. You know, like in this day and age, I think most people realize that. Yeah. You know, and MMA has shown that time and time again. You take some guy that's some world champion guy at jiu-jitsu and throw him in the cage. If he didn't get his striking up to par, you know, he's going to get his ass whooped. You know, and he didn't work on his wrestling. He didn't work on his his striking. It's not, I mean, he might do okay, but chances are he's going to get fucked up. And come, you know, and I think most people understand that. You know, I don't think there's not a lot of really dumb people out there that you know think heavy one way or the other. At least in my opinion. Yeah. And I mean, again, there's outliers. Yeah. And, but, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's funny. It's a funny crossover. Yeah. It, it really is. It cracks me up, man. I get listening to these podcasts and reading articles, and it's just you. You literally could just change the title of it and just. You know, is competition, you know, jiu-jitsu good for self-defense? Or is competition shooting good for self-defense? Yeah. And just go through the article, swap out the words, and it would make perfect sense. Yes, yeah, same no. arguments, it, fucking yeah. everything. Dude, it's so funny, man. It is fucking, it is funny, man. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I, I found that. I've been reading a couple uh, books that I found on it. And it's really, one of them was just kind of a collection of articles. I think this guy's name is Ron Avery. The his, that, that name sounds familiar. Yeah, I think he was a Colorado guy. Yeah, and yeah, no, he's, he's a Colorado guy. Yeah, what is it called? Like uh, precision shooting or or something like that was the name of it. It was actually the guy that the, the guy Riley mm-hmm. Bowman on Concealed Carry. He he talked about a few episodes that he was reading it, and so. Um, but anyways, he's an ex law enforcement officer, and it's, it's a collection of of articles and stuff that he did for a, a website. Um, but yeah, man, having the same exact discussion in that book about like, yeah, you know, competition, if used properly, is going to make you better. Like, there, there's no denying it. There's no uh, arguing with that. But you you need to be rounding it out with other things in order to, you know, be a well-rounded, uh, you know, martialist, really. Because I mean, that's really what it is, man, is like, it is a martial skill. Like that is that is the weapon of our day. It's mm-hmm. like a long sword in in you know fucking samurai days in Japan. It was like that was the the pinnacle, the top weapon. 
And if you didn't know how to use it or defend yourself against it, you were at a distinct disadvantage against people who knew how to use it. And so that's like that's what the 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 gun is today is like that is the the the, the martial weapon of the time. And so it all ties itself together with uh, you know being a martial artist. And so, but again, you see that like because they talk about that a lot in in these articles and in the books that I'm reading is like you have to you have to develop more than just your shooting skills. Like if you if you don't know how to grapple, if you don't know how to handle yourself in a hand to hand situation, like you're gonna put yourself and other people in danger because someone's gonna fucking take you to the ground and take your weapon from you and now all of a sudden the situation's worse than it was. Mm-hmm. And so like if, if, if competition or not, like if all you're focused on is shooting and your goal, you know, as a law enforcement officer or just as like a, you know, a civilian defender or, you know, whatever the fuck you want to call us, um, like you, you, if that's all you're focused on, you're still not well-rounded. So no, it can't be the only tool in your, your toolbox because you need to have other options. Yeah. Because, you know, using that weapon to defend yourself or your family or loved ones man, needs to be absolute last resort. And if you don't have good self-defense school skills, that's going to be your first choice. And that's not good. No. You know, you, you need to assess the situation. Okay, can I can I just leave? Did I have good situational awareness and I just got out of here? That should be my first yeah. thing. You know, okay, okay, I can't quite get out of here. Okay, can I just go hands-on with this guy and, you know, fix the situation? You know, hopefully that's that'll solve it. And then you, you have to run through the tools that you have at your disposal. And if you don't have those fucking tools, man, just carrying around a weapon, no. it's, it's not a good idea. Yeah. It's going to get you in more trouble. Yeah. It really is. Dude, you hear about those. Uh, again, I love like the the Justified Saves yep. episodes of the Concealed Carry podcast are great, man, because you know they cover, you know, they call them Justified Saves, but they cover things that were like, here's what you don't want to do. You know, here's what you definitely want to do. And, man, you hear, I mean, there's people that have guns still get fucking shot and killed. Yep. Like, just because you have a gun doesn't mean that you're uh, you're automatically going to win every encounter that you have. And that's why you got to do everything you fucking can to put every advantage on your side that you can, like, you know is the reason that you had to engage with this target in the first place is because you couldn't fucking run. Are you too fucking fat and out of shape to just run? And so now, like, you're forced to engage with an assailant that you shouldn't have to. But you can't run and jump and climb that fence and get the fuck out of here. And so now you got to deal with this knife-wielding maniac. Mm-hmm. Right? And then it's like, yeah, that's... Like, that is... You, you want to put every we were talking about this with like the holsters right like you know that you want to put every stack everything in your favor that you can in a fight like it's not about fair so like just if you get a holster that gives you just a little bit better grip and advantage of drawing it it's like dude i want that you you want every advantage that you can get in those uh in that and that's where having you know being fit having the the, the the wrestling skills like that's what I really like man is, is seeing that that stuff is talked about and you know I don't know how like it seems 
I don't want to use the word emphasize because you know, I don't know how much it is emphasized because I am new to this stuff. But you see it, man. You see people talking about strength and conditioning. You see people talking about you know your ability to to uh, to defend yourself in a you know hand to hand situation. So it's like I don't know. It's cool. Like I like it because it's it, it's it's a well rounded thing. It's like you know even jujitsu, man. I love jujitsu, but it is a bit myopic. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, the, the only situation that jujitsu is helping you with is a one on one unarmed situation. Mm-hmm. Really. Which is great, and I, but there's crossover, like jujitsu plus a gun, jujitsu plus a knife, that's way more effective than just a gun or just a knife, right? So like jujitsu is this platform that you can build all these other fucking combat and martial skills off of, but just jujitsu itself, like, like I said, it's, there's really very limited, if you think about all the types of situations that you might find yourself in, man, jujitsu only addresses a pretty small percentage of those situations but it is the excellent foundation exactly to, to build on exactly to help with those other situations right yeah it is a great it in my opinion is the best foundation yeah i agree i told yeah. i agree 100 mm-hmm. percent. you know like there's yeah 100 percent. but I, I guess like what i'm saying though is that I, that's why I'm, i mm-hmm. like getting into this because you see them talking about like oh you need these other things like it's not just about being able to shoot someone like, you know, you need to be able to deal with all these situations. And it's like, yeah, I, I don't know, just that, that martialist attitude of like, you know, we have to, we have to look objectively at what might be asked of us and then fill those holes mm-hmm. instead of just living in a dream world that a gun's going to get me out of everything or jujitsu's going to get me out of everything. It's like, no, man, like you, it's synergy, like that's between all these things is what's going to get you out. And I don't know. I, I, I like that. It's it's fucking it's cool and an exciting um, thing to get into. So yeah, I don't know any other. Yeah, no, I agree, hundred percent. I don't know what else I could add to it. No, but speaking of competition, you went and did that competition intro to competition shooting class. Yes, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, man. So the besides the four inches of snow that fell on us during the class, which was an interesting experience, but you know, could but again, this is a good example. Like I'm not doing competition to get better at competition. I'm getting, I, I want, I'm interested in competition to get better at my pistol craft and that I may have to use that in the snow. Mm-hmm. So, you know, bitching out on that class because it wasn't like good conditions. Like, no, that's not, that's not in the spirit of what I'm doing this for. Right. And so like I looked at it as an interesting challenge. Um, I didn't realize how much snow we were going to have or else I would have brought my snow boots because by the end of the day, my fucking feet were so cold, man. They were soaked. And yeah, so but uh, so we uh, we were in those bays, like where we worked with Al. Okay. And so they had the first base set up for the first competition rule set. So we go out and they show us, okay, here's the basics. And like I was saying, man, they are super strict on guns here, ammo here. The two do not meet until you are in this box. On, on the, yep, in the field of competition, and have been told by the judge or you know the the, the, the guy running it to load. And so it's very strict. Um, but you've got a the table. Remember that safety table, that wooden table yep. that was off to the side. Yep. So no ammunition there. You can't even take 
uh, snap caps or like shell, you know, casings, nothing. Nothing, nothing to do with ammunition. Not even magazines, nothing. Just just your gun. So that's where you would go and holster up. So like you would get your holster on, you've got your gun in a bag. So either your range bag or this is where like they have their own like pistol, like bags for the pistol or, or whatever. Because then they can just take that over to the safety table, open it up, and that's where you can handle the gun. And so you take the gun out and you holster it. That's also like if you wanted to go do like some dry fire practice, just getting some sight uh-huh. stuff, you can go over to that table at any point and like that's where you handle your gun. Okay. It's the only place uh, you can touch your gun. And so once you've holstered up, then you can go back to the main, uh, you know, pavilion, the, what is it, the shed thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's where you can touch your ammunition. And so that's where you get your ammo loaded and magazines, magazines ready and all that stuff there. Can't touch your gun in there at all. And then, so yeah, that was like the first thing. Like, yeah, this is, this is how we do this. And of course, I'm like touching the gun in the, in the shed. And they're like, see, this is what we're talking about. You don't want to do that. And I'm like, because <laughs> like, they told us to holster up and my gun was in my holster. And so I, I, I was going to go pull my gun out of the holster to put my holster on. Okay. But see, that's not... That's a no-no? That's a no-no. Like, because I'm touching the gun... Your hand, so in that in the ammo shed, basically, yep, in the ammo your hand shed. does not even get placed on your no, firearm for any reason whatsoever. If you have to touch your firearm, you, you have to carry whatever it is in to that safety table. There's where you can open it up and touch it. Hmm. So that's why, I, yeah. So I had to take my bag over there, and then that's where I could pull my gun out, put my holster on, then holster and all that stuff. And so, um, but yeah, so that was, uh, and then. So once they got over that, got us all on the safety train. Then they started talking about the, you know, the 180 degree rule. Like you can't point your pistol past 180 degrees, basically behind you, right, in in any direction. Um, which again makes sense. You don't want to be shooting back towards fucking the people who are, uh, you know, watching or whatever. And um, and then yeah, so then we started going through the the rules. And the first one was a steel challenge. And they just have this box you stand in. And they got five steel targets and you can engage them in any order you want. You just got to put one hit on it and then it's a time thing. And so they have uh, the last one that's got the red pole or whatever. And so when you shoot that, that's when your time stops. And so, uh, so yeah, you just go through that. And I guess they... So do you, on that one, I'm just thinking of gaming, yeah. just gaming the system. So once you shoot that final target, your time stops. Yep. If you, I'm sure they got a rule in place so you can't just do this, but it, so you have four other targets. If you don't hit those other targets, you get a penalty. Like it's yep. a second yeah. penalty. It's some sort of time penalty, yeah, that makes it not worth So it wouldn't, it, doing. Uh, you couldn't just shoot the end target and call it good. Like they say go, plink, done. So you, no. let, you have a point two second time plus, <laughs> plus, yeah. a fo- plus a four second penalty. Yeah, no, it wouldn't. That uh, would, people would do that. No. I'm obviously not the smartest guy. Yeah, so, no, I'm, I'm sure there's something in place for the that. The penalty's big enough to yeah. warrant that. Not dude, those dudes are fucking blazing those So things. fast, dude. So fast. Yeah, and that, that was the cool thing, was getting to watch them demo the stage. So they're like, they explain the rules, this is how it's going to work, okay, we're going to do it first, and then we got to go. And so, yeah, watching those dudes go, and that's where, like, you can use a twenty two on the steel mm-hmm. challenge, and so... You know, you get those fucking twenty-two competition pistols. They got zero recoil. Just real ding, long ding, barrel. Ding, ding. Yeah, no, yeah. There's barely any recoil. Just. Yeah, and uh, so, anyways, but the the real challenge with the steel challenge 
is they had freshly sp- sprayed the target, so they're all white, mm-hmm. and the fucking berm was covered in snow. It was all white. Oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> so having to like, you know, it wasn't like super hard, but it was it was a bit of a challenge. Like yep. you you had to you know look a little bit harder um, to pick out targets, especially like the further ones or two. They were probably like you know ten yards away. Then they had two that were like 20, 25 yards away. And then they had the one in the middle, which in, in this round was the one that stopped it, which was about 15. And so, um, but yeah. And then I got picked uh, to be the first one to go each time, which is fine with me. I mean, I was like, hell yeah, dude, I'll be the Huckleberry. Mm-hmm. I, I made a career out of uh, raising my hand. So, um, so yeah, so I was the first one to go. And yeah, you just fucking shoot them. And again, the main thing, they got all these commands. I was telling you that's, you know, uh, are you ready? Yes. Or, you know, make ready or load and make ready. And that's when you load your gun, you know, and then they're, uh, okay, uh, set. And then they do the buzzer and ask when you go. And then when you're done. Do you do it from the draw? Is that part of the yep, time? Yep. So are your hands up in the surrender position or your hands at your side? We just did it from the side. But it, it, it varies. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure... Uh, yeah, with the the other ones where they're kind of more situational specific, I mm-hmm. think that it depends on they'll tell you where you start. But there's still a challenge. I think you just start. It's like a fucking quick draw okay. competition. It's not quite as self defense oriented as much as just shooting but it shit. Is, that's part of the time. You, yeah, you, you got to draw. Draw and then on target. Yep, draw, boom, put a sights on target, and then fucking plink away. And uh, and yeah, and then when you're done, when you stop shooting, they'll say if you're done, you know unload and clear or something along those lines and uh but the key thing is if you're done because if right then you realize like oh i forgot to shoot something like you can still go like you know so they give you like just because you stop you stop shooting then they ask if you're done blah 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 and but again like i said if you remember right then like oh fuck i forgot to shoot a target back here you can go back and engage it or whatever Mm -hmm. um but if you're done then you drop your magazine pull back, show them an empty chamber, let it go, and then holster. Like I was telling you, you got to holster, like, you know, clear your, if you got a jacket on, you got to clear the jacket. And they kept telling me, like, hand up here. Like, I don't think they'll DQ you for not having your hand up here as much as it's just a good habit. Because they're like, if your hand's up here, there's no way that it can get in the way of your, so yeah, getting your free hand up in your chest and then holstering. Because if you flag any part of your body, you're DQ'd. So that's another reason they were saying it's not a good idea to, point the gun down at the ground when you're moving because there's a chance you might sweep your foot or something like that and technically that's going to be a, a dq so you know they're like man muzzle muzzle down range is the uh the best thing to think about so um but yeah so the still challenge was that and then we did like the us pca mm-hmm. and the is idpa, IDPA or something like that. Yeah, yeah i can't remember but they're both they're basically more like defensive shooting oriented uh trying to create scenarios and get human shaped targets that you're putting rounds on and so uh they got a little bit different scoring system but like i was saying the main difference is with with the first one that we did i think the u.s psa or whatever is uh um you're free to engage the stage as you want so they've got targets and then you uh and they're like yeah okay this is the no shoot and you know here's the, the ones here and then, like I said, you can pick any order you want and do it like you want. Um, and then the other one, they tell you, like, you got to do this one here and this one here and this one here and follow the order. And so, uh, 
And I think the the second one, the IDP or whatever, like they do the kind of more situational specific, and and it, it'll change. Like uh, like man, they were talking about like they do shit from you know snowmobiles, from inside cars, from at a desk. So like they really get creative with the stages, trying to create. Like so like the one that we did was you know you're coming out of a a, a convenience store and you're mugged and you've got to defend yourself and then help your friend who's in, still inside the store being um, attacked. And so, you know, you got these targets around that you got to engage, but that's the scenario. And, and so each scenario can be different. I think the other one, they're more standardized. Like they have the stages that are more, you know, which ones they're going to run may change, but they have like a playbook of stages. Same thing with steel shot. Like there, there's a playbook that they're picking from. They're not just freestyling the courses like they are with the, with the other one. Okay. Um, so yeah, but you had to put, uh, generally two hits on each target. Your, your a zone or, or, uh, you know, one you got scored and the other one is like a time penalty thing, but they both basically want you to put like a center mass hit or they have like a, you know, you can hit the head too. And, um, one of them had like you know part of the target was blacked out to represent like body armor or something like that so you had to in you know you if you hit an area that usually would be scored something it would be considered a miss with it and then hmm. you had no shoot targets that were like you know behind targets you had to engage they had these wall things up and you can't shoot through the walls so that's not a an option can't go fucking john wick and just blast the walls down, um, and then yeah, man, yeah, you know, got to run and move, and it's uh, it's very dynamic. It was a lot like you know what we were doing with Al towards the end, where it was like do this and this, and then go over here and do this and this, and so um, like it's funny, man. I feel like I do way better with that than I do just sitting there trying to shoot something. Like dude, going out to the range and trying to shoot shit is frustrating, but man, I was. I I got my scores up here. I'll show you the fucking score sheet that they gave us. But you know, I'm just running through, and man, it's interesting. It's it's like any other sort of competition. You know, you're uh, like when you're doing it, it's such a cool world to be in when you're competing. It's just like with jujitsu, right? It's like when you're on the mat, all of a sudden it's just like, yep, this is it. Like everything else is gone. And the same thing there, man. It's like you know, snow's falling, my feet are freezing, all this shit. But when it was time to go. It was gone. It was just me, the target, my fucking sights, and, uh, you know, trying to put fucking rounds on and then, you know, evaluate, did I miss? You know, was that a good hit? Do I need to put another one on it? You know, run over to the fucking uh, walls and shit. So, but, um, yeah, like the first one, you like this was my steel shot times. So, it's hilarious. I got worse each time. I, I did like under eight seconds the first one and then just got slower from there um but then yeah this is the uspsa and so man you see i got two a's uh on all the targets the only only thing i fucked up on was hitting the no shoot target (laughs) grazed the no shoot yeah i clipped him in the leg luckily it wasn't a headshot like if it was a real scenario like he would have lived man it was it was just barely sometimes that's the option sometimes shooting the hostage is the correct solution oh that's the other thing uspsa if I shoot through something, 
and it hits another target, that does not count. So like if I shot the no shoot on accident uh-huh. and the bullet passes through and hits the, the target that I was actually shooting at, that doesn't count. But the IDPA, it does. So mm. any, like if I shoot through something and it strikes, then that's, that hit counts. So again, a little bit different. Gotcha. Um, you know, I don't think that shooting through a hostage is really <laughs> the strategy that we want to employ. But, uh, you know, yeah, man, I'm fucking putting two hits on. Um, oh, yeah. And then, you know, this one, you know, this one was the, the time penalty. And so I got three seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was... What'd you do there? So uh, this one was real fun. The IDPA one was, was probably the funner of the two. And so we had to start out, man. I'm like from here to you from the target. Okay. And then I had to draw two in the chest, one in the head. Okay. And I was the only one you had to engage three times. Everyone else was two. And then I turned around and that was the one that had the target to the side that you could either run up and engage uh, stationary or engage on the move okay. as, you're, as you're going to the next spot. And so I decided at the last second I was going to engage it on the move. And almost like broke the 180 degree rule because you're you're shooting as you're walking, and all of a sudden it's like whoa, okay, that's I'm almost past 180 degrees, and then they had a, a wall set up, which is basically like a like a mesh net mm-hmm. on a, a wooden frame, I mean, like say like a partition, just yeah, anything. yeah. So it's uh, um, it's not very sturdy. Was my my point because I run up to it and you had to engage a target here and then kind of come around the partition and engage a uh, target and then um and i ran up to it and i i practiced with my throwing wall my, my knife throwing wall uh shooting from cover putting my gun and using you know putting my muzzle right on the side and using it for some extra stability and so i go up and i do that on that one and i fucking shoot and dude that is not a solid partition no <laughs> they fucking moved uh. and it dumps snow on my gun uh. So, like, I couldn't see my sights for half a second. Like, it took me a, a, a half second to realize, like, what the fuck? Wait a minute. You know, and then, I, okay, I can't do this. And so I had to, like, you know, I just fucking put back on and shot. That may be where I got the one-second penalty there. Um, and then... Uh, that's good that happened, though. I mean, that's that's real life. It is. That's yeah. why I say, man, it was fucking... It was, and then my gun, my next round was a, a bad round. Okay. Yeah, so I had to fucking clear it there. And then, uh, and then, yeah, and then you, so you engage the two and then you had to go to the other side of the wall and there were targets there you had to engage. And on the way is when you wanted to reload because you had to be strategically thinking, keep track of your hits. And the reason is, is on the other side of the wall, there was a steel target you had to engage. When you hit it, it dropped, it pulled a rope that engaged what they call a popper target. So at first it's off to the side and it's, you're not, it's not facing you. When you hit the steel target, it pulls the rope, it pulls it, it faces you, turns away, faces you again, turns away, and that's it. So you only have those like, You have those two, two turns to get your two hits on it. Oh, that's interesting. And you got to go from like hitting the steel to turning and engaging this target that's fucking moving. So if you're really good and fast, you'll get it on the first presentation to you. Yeah. But if you're well, like, guy, like yeah. a beginner like me, yeah. I, I would probably have to turn assess and then wait for that second presentation well, see, that's where i got my three is i turned and shot on the first rotation i mm-hmm. turned and, and just put sights on it and shot okay and then on the second rotation i had a better sight picture and, and then i was zero. able to, to to shoot the the zero zone or whatever the fuck but yeah that first one is where i got the three because i'm like trying to turn and just put a shot on it 
you know uh, that'd be hard to do i mean target acquisition yeah because you're going from far focus to near focus because you you're turning you got your far focus to get the target then you're trying to get back to near focus on your front sight yeah and trying to get, Turn, get that good engage. picture yeah i mean yeah. there's a lot going on there. and then when you've done that you got to go back and and i was where like you the last target if you timed it right and walt did it when he ran through the course you could shoot the steel put your two hits on that target and then turn and engage that target. So, so like you, you still had, you hit the steel and there were still two targets you had to engage. Okay. There was the one flipping and then there was one that was uh, like to the right of the no shoot. And so, you know, normally if you're a normal human, you go bing, boom, boom, boom. You know, Walt goes through and goes bing, boom, 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 boom. Because he had time. Yeah, well, he's just so well, fucking fast. fast, man. Yeah, I mean, he had that, you know, he's so quick with his, his site acquisition. And, and that, that was the guy we met that yeah. basically, like the general manager of the yeah. place. Yeah, so, yeah, he's a super nice guy, man. And uh, Did he remember you? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, when I when we started talking a little bit. and right. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, man, so that's what the, the fucking scoring <laughs> is like. And they were saying that IDPA one, he was like, dude, this was one of the, the smallest and, and easiest like stages you'll find like they're they get pretty complicated yeah you're engaging a bunch of targets that's the one where you had to put uh 10 plus one to start um because they wanted you to have to run out of ammo and do a reload during the stage like that's part of the the, the strategy as well like you know keeping track of your rounds you know that's a lot to think about yeah that's, that's a lot going on and that's what they were saying like what you don't want to have happen is you hit that steel target and you turn to engage this popper, and you're and you fucking you're out, or you've only got one shot left. You don't have you just because you're not gonna have the time. No, nope, not gonna have time to reload, and so, yeah, huh. yeah, dude. No, I know. I was That's like, dude, cool. I'm, gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go out there and do that class, you know, just for, yeah, just for the experience. Yeah, and the coaching. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, but like I said, the, especially like the steel challenge, just you know, pretty sure showing up and shooting and making sure you don't flag yourself. But yeah, when you're starting to move around and. You know, you got all the different things you got to keep in mind. But, uh, yeah, it's fun, man. And they run these things every month. So The competitions? Or yeah. The, yeah, they run an IDPA and a USPSA and the Steel Challenge uh, every month out there. So the Steel Challenge, they run on Sunday. So that'll be easy to make. It's nice. But the uh, the other ones are on Saturdays. So I'm like, fuck, man, I'm going to have to... See, that's a hard part for Saturday me. Saturday yeah, here or there. Giving up a day of jiu-jitsu because my days of jiu-jitsu are limited to Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays for the most part. Yeah. And so for me to sacrifice a jiu-jitsu training day, you know, it's, it's a it's a time cost. It's a decision, I, you know, I have to make. Yeah. That I don't make lightly. I don't like giving up my Saturday jiu-jitsu days. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. But, I, but I, you I, get a lot of training during the week. Yeah. You know, so it's a little different. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, we train Monday and Tuesday and, uh, you know, coaching kids has its uh, things that you get out yeah. of it. Um, but, yeah, I I don't know. I've At least in the short term, I mean, again, I don't want to sound, uh, I don't know what the word is, but in if, in the pursuit of being like a true martialist, it's like, dude, my jiu-jitsu is good enough. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't, and I don't mean that in any like I'm I'm not a fucking master, way. not an right. arrogant way. I just mean like my for yeah for what I need in a self defense situation. Like odds are, man, I'm not going to be fucking fighting a black belt. Mm-hmm. And like we talk about this, like usually the people like jujitsu scrubs that shit out. Like people that know how to fight usually aren't the ones picking fights because they know what can happen. So like odds are, 
like who you're going up against has minimal uh, actual training in in hand to hand combat of any sort, and so it doesn't take a whole lot to you know you're saying man as a white belt man after a few months someone comes in and doesn't know nothing all of a sudden it's like oh like jujitsu works on some level like I do think you got to get to be able to truly apply jujitsu in the way that it was meant where a smaller person can defeat a bigger, stronger opponent through technique. That takes a while to get to that point. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that, that, I would say like people talk about like, oh, you get to like blue belt and you know, you're, you're pretty fucking lethal. And yeah, you are. But to get to the point where size is mattering less, um, I, I think it takes more training than that. And so, you know, but you get to a point where it's like, all right, now I'm training to beat other jujitsu guys. Right. And, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's like I'm training to beat other jiu-jitsu guys. I'm not really training to beat someone in the street because that odds are like that's... Yeah, you know more than 99% of the people out there. Yeah, and, and, and if, I, if that's not going to help, if, like if that's not enough, then the situation may warrant another uh, method of defense. And so, um, so anyways, like I said, like for me, I've already decided like, man, committing a Saturday a month at least for you know a few months to get out there and, and do the competition because man i just i feel like my you can't help but i mean you're have your skills increase at a much greater rate uh yeah by putting yourself in that situation yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and everything is there's when you're first getting into something man like you know it's like you have to spend a lot of time in order to to get better at it and eventually you get to a point where you don't have to spend as much time to continue to get better at it and then and that's where you know you can take time from you know like right now i'm going to take a little bit of time from jujitsu and devote to that eventually that's going to get to a point where i've got some more time i don't have to keep doing that maybe i really enjoy it and i want to keep doing that or maybe i want to fucking get into archery or something you know so i mean there's but it's really hard if you're going to have a uh you know, a well-rounded skill. It's just like MMA. Mm-hmm. Like you said, man. You focus, where, where do you focus your time? Yeah, yeah. You focus too much on one thing and, and then you get holes in other areas and so mm-hmm. you just got to make, you know, figure out where, what is the most valuable thing for you. But, you know, for you, man, jiu-jitsu, like you said, like, I do get to do jiu-jitsu. Like, for you, it's more than just the doing jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Like, that's your, your fucking family. You know, that's your tribe. Mm-hmm. You know, your way to work off, uh, frustration, frustration yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. yeah going out and shooting is not a way to work off frustrations <laughs> not, 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 not when you're new at it no it, it can get really frustrating yes yeah it's a it's more it's another stress yes until until you get to a more uh adequate level i guess yeah no it's yeah. dude i know man it's funny we went out took Kelly out shooting uh what was it thursday fuck man like, i don't know what i'm expecting of myself but it's not what i do i know <laughs> There's times, dude, like, Nate and I went out shooting last weekend before, I think, dude, and, like, there's just times to where I just can't hit the broads out of a fucking barn, like, what am I looking at? Yes. Like, why, what is happening right now? Like, literally, what is fuck? like, I, I sit there and I'll talk to myself, like, okay, present gone, sight picture, sight alignment, where's my window? I mean, it's funny, like, I actually, this is what I'm saying right now, I actually, at one point in time, was saying this out loud, okay, on target. Front post, sight, you know, back, sight alignment, sight picture. I got equal equal daylight in the windows. 
everything is perfect. You know, squeeze the trigger until I'm surprised by the gun going off. Don't yank it. Like I had to literally, because I was I was trying to hit this fucking target and I just could, dude. I like what is happening right now. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, man. No, yeah. it's not. It can be very frustrating. It's just not second nature yet. No. Yeah, you know, and that eventually, I know it's gonna, like, dude. I've been doing. I love the fact, like, where the level of my jiu-jitsu. I know I'm just an average black belt at best. You know, yeah. but like it's second nature now. Like I've been doing it for so long, to where it's just it's in my DNA. Yeah. You know, when it's time to wrestle, it's time to wrestle. Like, dude, when things go wrong, you can usually. Figure out figure what what's went going wrong, wrong and right. what do I need to work on to get better. Like we're shooting, like I, I, I'm so new, like I don't even <laughs> yes. know what's going wrong yes. most of the time. Like that's the why is this happening? Yeah, why yeah. is this happening? Why is this happening? Why I got a good sight picture. I'm, you know, I know I'm not doing everything right, but I think I'm doing everything yeah, for, right. Yeah, for my skill set, from right my now, perspective, I'm doing everything right. Like it's, I'm obviously not. I should I be hitting wrong? the dead center bullseye every time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's not what happens. And then I become a, you know, like fucking dry fire practice. Like, I'm a goddamn champion. A ninja. Ninja with it. Yeah. And I go out and start putting rounds in the gun. <laughs> and it's like, what is going on here? I know. This is insanity. Insanity. Yeah. Like, I've had to. It's funny. I've got a thing I do now where I just, I'll take a clip and I'll load it up every other round of dummy round. Mm-hmm. And, like, just, I'll, I'll. It gets me like if I found that has helped get me back on track because you know, even though you know they're there, you're still like and to, you, 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 well, you don't want to like so like you don't want to look like the dumbass who jerks his gun on a dummy round, right? And so like I know there's dummy rounds in there, and so that becomes my focus is don't jerk your round your gun on the dummy round, and all of a sudden my shooting is better, and you know it's like fuck man, why can't I? I'm trying to tell myself when I know there's not dummy rounds in there and it's still like... Fucking, it's so hard. Ugh. It's not... It's not... I mean, it's... Dude, it's in our blood to like when something goes bang really loud, you're good... Like you flinch. You have yeah. to... You have to beat that out of your system. Yeah. It's, that's hard to do. Dude, yeah. yeah when, you, when something goes pop super loud and yeah, it's, it's so hard not to react. Especially when you know it's coming. That's the... You know you're about to cause this big bang. You yeah. still flinch. And it's so fucking hard not to do. It is. It's years, dude. You just got to put the time in years. In yep, years. I know. Years. Yeah. But that, that, the, the, like I was saying, though, it's a, uh, it's, it, it's a source of frustration because you don't know what the fuck you're doing wrong. So. Yeah, it's funny uh, to relate that to jiu-jitsu and then we got to wrap this up so I yeah. got you. But uh, I was wrestling, wrestling with Ken uh, last night at practice and, uh, Beating up on him a little bit. Cause Ken's getting good. Yeah. So you can't take it easy on that big gorilla. No. Uh, you gotta you gotta stay pretty sharp because he'll fuck you up. Yeah. He, he knows enough now on his size. Like it's it's a handful. Oh yeah. You gotta pay attention. And uh, you know I'd get to side control. You know I just fuck him up for whatever. You know just keeping pressure on him. And he, he I asked him like you got any questions after you know or any areas that are screwing you up? And he's like he's like no. He's like man. I got to figure out like what you're doing. He's like, you're pressuring side control. He's like, I don't understand it. You know, he's like, you're so little, you know, you're, you're a little guy. And it just, it fucking really sucks. I was like, as I do that, as like, I can kind of explain it to you, man, but it's, it's just, you got to put the time in. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a feel. It is. It's, it's so you can give people the principles like wait on your toes or don't shift too far this way. This, you can kind of give them some guidelines, but it's, it's a feel thing. 
Yeah. And I got a, yeah, I got a feeling, you know, when it comes to shooting and not jerking the gun, you know, the anticipation and stuff. I think it's probably the same same thing. Yeah. Like you, you, you just it's it's something that's hard to explain. Oh you, yeah. You can give someone the the principles, and you're like, dude, you just gotta sort it out. Right. Yeah. No, it is, man. That's that's totally. Totally what it is. You just your body's got to learn. Like yep. that's the at the end of the day, like your body just has to have the opportunity to learn how to deal with the the situation. And you're you're trying to keep an idea in mind of like this is how I want you to learn, right? So we keep training, trying to do it. But yeah, there's there's you can't replace time on the mats. No, and, and I was trying. And actually, I was trying to explain this to Shama last night, one of our training partners, and he's a, he's a littler guy, dude. He's yeah. like 120 pounds, 130 pounds. And I tried to explain the principle to him. I was like, man, especially being a littler guy than almost all your training partners, like you have you have to learn the feel. And what I mean by that, like when you're on top of somebody, you have these different inputs, and it's not just visual or auditory. Like there's so much. Like when your upper body is glued to somebody else's upper body, you're getting all these in, this these points of contact and those are giving you input yeah and you have to learn how to use a, what input are they giving you right how are they breathing like if you're close enough to somebody you can kind of feel their heartbeat sometimes like and when you're new to this you don't pick up on those intricacies but as you get time in, i was like you go by feel like oh this muscle's tensing so he's probably going to do this you know he's tight here he's breathing like this he's probably going to do this like and i i bring all that in just from the points of contact i have on somebody's body right and yeah there's no you can't you can't make an instructional for somebody on that. No, you can, man. You can tell them that. Yeah. And like, dude, you just got to do it. You can articulate it after the fact, but right. like figuring that out was not a, like a, like a conscious no. thing. Like, oh, this did it for me. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's, you're just constantly trying to solve the problem of how do I stop a human being who wants to get up from getting from up? Getting up? Mm-hmm. It's a difficult fucking thing, but yeah, no, it's, it's funny you say that, man. I was telling, uh, um, Adam that, that trains with us because he's a lot like I was where it's like he likes he's really confident with his legs and so you know he sits back too much so I'm telling him hey, you gotta get up man I, I, like you know dude I hear Kevin talking to me mm-hmm. when I was a white belt but um, yeah that's why I, I was telling him man, like it's gonna you know right now you just don't feel confident in the top game it's hard man you know because I know I, I totally remember I know exactly what he feels like which is that every time I get on top I just get Push back a lot over. Of energy, lose use a lot position. of energy. Exactly. Lose position. So it's like, well, why not go with what I'm I'm better at? And it's like, you know, I I would say like my my top game has really only come together in like the last year or two. Like that's what I was trying to tell him. Like the the, ju- the jujitsu guy that you see today is not the same guy that I was a couple years ago. Like my ability to to get on top and stay on top and just create like pressure and you know, like my mount was has been pretty good for a while, but my ability to like really kind of put the top game together and like I enjoy it now. Like I like being on top and smashing people. I, I couldn't say that a couple years ago. Like I didn't have the confidence in my ability to do it, and it was just doing it, man. You just got to do it. And there's no, you know, Kevin's told me, you've told me, all these people try to explain. Like here's this thing, but and for some people it comes faster than others. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you know what you're trying to accomplish, you know, keeping a good sight picture or fucking putting pressure on somebody and you just keep giving your body the opportunity to learn, man, it'll, fi- it'll figure it out. It'll figure it out. Just got to have faith. It's you got to give it the right, in- you gotta, you gotta give it the right input. Yeah. There's times when you don't think it will, <laughs> but man, it will. It's so frustrating. You got to have faith. So I know I was, I'll, I'll wrap this up. I would, 
when I was out shooting with Nate, he even stopped and was like watching me shoot one time. And I like, dude, I, we were shooting at these steel targets that were, they were a little ways away, you know, I don't know, 10 yards mm-hmm. probably. And dude, shot, didn't hit the target. And we seen dust go, like hit this dirt, like way over to the left. Like, I'm like, dude. And me and Nate, but I was like, dude, there's no way I could have put the round over there. He's like, yeah, I don't. Th-. He's like, dude, I don't think you could either. That would have been really bad. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I, he's like, I think it kind of ricocheted, like something ricocheted. Yeah, you know, and that was a rock or something like something. Yeah, because dude, that round went like we saw dust go so far away from that fucking target. <laughs> I was just, I hope that was the case. Yeah, and man, could have been. I could have just jerked that gun violently. I don't think so. I think it was a ricochet or some rock or something going on, but it was bad. <laughs> So I know how white belts feel. Oh yeah, man. I know how white belts feel. Yeah, it's uh, it's frustrating, but cool. Just have faith in the process. And I didn't talk about coronavirus. No, man. Or fucking conspiracy theories or politics or oh, anything. No. This entire episode. We made it through. Made it through. Fuck yeah. Cool. So it's called a rat. Let's do it. See ya. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now. So get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. Die!